I'm here all day, Max. I'm here all day long. Welcome. It's Raiders coming at you on Locked On Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back, Chiefs fans. If you are looking for it, you might want to check out BetterHelp. They are sponsoring this episode today. You can find the bright spot in this season or this week as we face the Raiders with better help. Check it out at betterhelp.com slash locked on today and get 10% off of your first month. We are excited. It is game day. Uh, Red Friday, that is, at least as we preview this clash first of the season between the Chiefs and the Las Vegas Raiders going back to that uh, that good talking match between Mahomes and Max Crosby. We'll talk about that. We've got keys and predictions for you as well as all the critical matchups. Welcome to Locked On Chiefs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. That means your team every day for free on every platform, starting here on YouTube, going out to Spotify, Apple, and the whole universe. If you can get a podcast somewhere for free, you can get us. You can get us every single day, just like the everydayers, you locos, really help us out, and we appreciate you here very, very much. lot to cover today with my partner, Chris Clark of Chiefs Corner. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and Performance Consulting, where you can get all your pre-draft work as well. Uh, NFL33.com, where you can see some of my team building, as well as a bunch of my guys over there, and RGR Football, where we break down film and talk uh, a little bit more of the details. Today, it's about can this become not just a rival, but a get-right position in this season for the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm interested to see what you think, Chris Clark. How are you? I'm good. I think that this is going to be a game that Kansas City gets right. Uh, I think that you were looking at a pissed off team. Uh, I did watch your show with Matt, and I do agree. I think that there's going to be a lot of pissed off players in that locker room, and they're going to be ready for this game on Sunday. And uh, I'm also glad it's actually going to be in a, a enclosed stadium uh, get the elements out of the game, um, and I do think that'll help as well. So uh, overall, I think that Kansas City should be ready for this game. There's no way in my mind that after that game against Philadelphia, they're going to be overlooking anybody, uh, and I expect that they're going to be looking a lot better than they probably did even in the first half against the Eagles. You, you got to hope so because that has to be the takeaway that, okay, you came up short against what is the best team in football at this point. It, it was a conversation that you might be that best team, until the other night. Now you know that you came up a little bit short, but you have to get back to basics. We, we've we talked about the offense. We're going to talk about it some more, but it comes down to that opportunity to make sure that you beat up on teams that don't have the same talent level that you do, and you don't leave anything else to chance anymore. Uh, I think especially against a good foe like the, the Eagles, it makes the importance of beating up your division rivals that much more important. Uh, Broncos have gotten hot lately. Um, chargers are charging, but it comes down to what's going on in Las Vegas, a, a team that we know goes through a lot of turmoil and still does. Uh, as we record this, and it is a little bit early, hope you guys are enjoying your Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, we we pre-recorded this one. It was Max Crosby of the Las Vegas Raiders that missed practice on Wednesday. And that is something that I, A, I didn't expect and could be the the, the hole in the hole of the uh, shift that is Titanic for the Raiders. Without Max Crosby, this becomes a very, very, very different matchup because he's the guy that stirs the drink out there. I don't, I don't care whether it's offense or defense. He's the best player on that roster, and he's the only guy that I think can prepare them to try to compete with the Chiefs. I think that there's somebody that would argue that he's the best player on the roster, but I do think he is one he of the best players on the roster. He can have a taco and shut up because he's wrong. 
at the end of the day, the guy who's putting out is Max Crosby. Now, Devontae Adams, if I piss you off, okay, great, I'll live with it. And, and you have a good point because there is a, a consistent weapon there. But at the end of the day, what we've seen of this rivalry and what the Chiefs have to it's it's not having to slow down Devontae Adams because I, I, I do feel that what the Chiefs defense has done to this point is enough of a marker to tell you that, yes, he's going to get his catches, but he's not the, the, the critical matchup, right? It comes down to Crosby, what he can do against the Chiefs offense that is struggling right now. No, and I'm not trying to take anything away from Crosby. I think he's probably one of the top three de- defensive ends in the NFL. Uh, I do think he's he's that good. I think he's – if there was one player on the Raiders that I would take, and I know a lot of people wouldn't like this, I would take Max Crosby. Uh, the pressure you could get with Karloftis and Crosby and Chris Jones I think would be ridiculous, and it would make that defense even more deadly. Uh, but obviously, you know, a lot of people would say Devontae Adams, and I get it. Uh, but you make a great point. You know, you look at what the defense has done so far, and I don't know. One could argue, is Devontae Adams going to get his catches? Because look at what Snead has done to number one receivers this year. I mean, he hasn't shut everybody down, uh, but he has shut some very good receivers down. A.J. Brown is a top five wide receiver, maybe even top three in the NFL. Held him to one catch on for eight yards on four targets. Uh, you cannot play much better than that. And, you know, we had talked about Justin Jefferson before. Devontae Adams is another one that's, you know, one of the top three wide receivers in the NFL probably. And it's going to be a great matchup. But the uh, the difference there is they have to be able to move the ball. They have to be able to score points because this Chiefs defense is so good. I think that's going to be a problem. But the other problem that they're going to face is Aiden, is their QB going up against Steve Spagnuolo? I mean, when he goes up against young quarterbacks that haven't played in very long, that usually is not a very good game for the young quarterback. You are not wrong. And don't get me wrong, folks. Adams is still that level of player. Without Carr in particular, but even, I mean, honestly, when he was still there, you could argue that it's diminished because of the play around him. I don't think that this is is any way, like you said, a, a way for him to rekindle that with a, a young quarterback that struggled last week. We'll talk about him coming up in the next segment. But uh, that's not to say that if if there's a free agency, if there's a deal to be had, I'm I'm not balking at bringing Adams onto this roster. To tell you the truth, uh, yeah. you, you you close your eyes and squint at that real hard, and it looks pretty dang good from where I'm sitting. So uh, that's not to slander him. It's just the fact that he has a very tough matchup. Well, Max Crosby is, is somebody that I think you have to concentrate on and devise a way, uh, especially if you put Max out on the right-hand side of the defense against Donovan Smith. I think that's something uh, that the Chiefs have to be concerned about. Footwork might make the matchup better for Taylor. We're going to talk about how they get there here in just a couple minutes, but got to tell you about some of our friends and how you can get in the action right now. Into the action you want, in the action you get. Right now, you can score this NFL season with FanDuel America's number one sports book right this week. I know it's a holiday week and it doesn't matter. You can still get in there. Right now, new customers are getting $150 in bonus bets every time you win. Uh, actually, the first time that you win, a $5 money line bet when you're a new customer. That's $150 bucks back into your account if your team wins on a $5 Moneyline bet makes life easy. So if you're thinking about joining FanDuel right now, there's no better time to get in the action than as we head down the stretch of the season, you can bet spreads, props, unders, overs, the money line, obviously, as well as anything that you can get your hands on there on the app, which is super simple to use. 
So go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick this season into high gear right now after Thanksgiving. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. Matchups are matchups are matchups. And you went down a road in the first segment that I was very close to. Um, overall, you're probably right. It's probably the young quarterback in Las Vegas, uh, O'Connell. Uh, I nearly called him O'Donnell uh, yesterday with Matt. Uh, so You did, but that's all right. I corrected myself. Let's, let's put true. it that way. Um, not his best outing last week. Three interceptions to one touchdown. Uh, yards per attempt, 6.6, which is drastically more than Patrick's was the other night. And if you missed uh, that last show, folks, that is exactly what I was talking about. And when I said it was his worst output as a chief, that's exactly what it was in that particular metric. Uh, but a tough day for uh, Aiden O'Connell. Going against Steve Spagnuolo, you're right. That That is the chess match. On the field, the guy specifically that I think that they have to uh, match up with him is Brian Cook. Because as you talked about Adams, there are possibilities because of his prowess and because he's facing a young secondary. If it's not LeJerry Sneed on him in a particular play, you think that he has probably an advantage uh, in terms of his ability to get loose. And so it does come down to what I think is going to have to be bracketry over the top of him with particularly Cook manning the deep sector that I'm concerned about. So for me, it's about the eyes. It's about young O'Connell. Uh, I got that right that time. Uh, versus young Cook, guys that don't have those reps, that don't have the experience going to head-to-head, and they have to look into each other's eyes and figure out who blinks first. My money's on Brian Cook as this goes down, especially with the uh, the pressure the Chiefs will be able to bring. But that's the critical matchup for me uh, off the top of the bat. What do you got? Okay, so you're saying that you think Brian Cook is going to have a better game than O'Connell. You're saying that you think he wins that matchup. Whether That's a tough one because safeties versus quarterbacks is hard to measure that, right? If, if they're not able to put up 20 points, then I would say that Brian Cook had won that matchup. That's that's how I'll grade that. Yeah, no, that's fair. And, you know, I I hate going this direction, but I'm going to go this way. I actually wanted to go this way on uh, the crossover show with Q, but he actually stole it, so I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, you talked about this a little bit anyway. Uh, Spagnuolo versus O'Connell, that's my matchup. And it's my matchup because what I said before, uh, you know, QBs, young QBs going against Spagnolo for the first time, have not played well. That's just the reality of how it goes against Steve Spagnuolo uh, and Steve Spagnuolo defense. Now, that's over the past several seasons. He's got a better defense now than he's ever had in Kansas City. And I'm looking forward to seeing what they can do. And I like what you say about Cook, but to me it goes further than that because it's really, can he spy where pressure is going to be coming from? With what Kansas City has been doing, they've been sitting from corner, they've been sitting from safety at times, linebackers they've been coming from everywhere and that's going to be very hard for o'connell to make sure he's reading it right and seeing the pressure coming from where it's supposed to be coming from i'm not going to be shocked if they load it up on one side have three rushers on one side of the center and end up dropping two of the guys and sending four from the other side like i expect them to do things that they're not that the raiders aren't going to be ready for that o'connell's not going to be ready for and that is i think where this game can be won quickly because i think they're going to make mistakes i think they're going to get in his head and i think they're going to hit him and they're going to hit him early and they're going to hit him a lot i i think you're absolutely right and, and if that does come to pass I, I think that's a very positive sign for the chiefs on the other side um it is the left side of the defense that max crosby usually lines up on again he missed practice on wednesday if that's any indication then that that's trouble for the raiders but 
If they leave him on the left side, I right now I like the matchup better. He's still the number one stop on that defense, but I feel like Juwan Taylor in his athleticism and the lower body is going to be in better shape to deal with Max than I think Donovan Smith is. Should they choose to flip him over there? Now, I could look at Max's snap counts to tell you if that's uh, really something that we should be concerned about. And I'm not sure that I really think that it is. Yeah, it's it's very, very little. Maybe looking at a total on the season, it's uh, maybe 13 14% of his snaps taken from the right-hand side. Um, I wonder if they'll look to do that. It's averaging looks like around nine snaps a game. Um, they might may find more success there. And what that does to tilt the Chiefs offensive line is going to be the big question. A group that I think – played well in spurts, particularly in the run game against the Eagles. Can they repeat that? Is that part of the game plan? Do you play into the strengths and do you try to manage the threat that Crosby is by not necessarily allow him a free run? It's a big question. And, you know, I actually talked about Juwan Taylor versus Max Crosby is my other matchup that I really liked uh, or really was curious about in this game. And it's because you look back at, you look at his, you look at Crosby's effect on their defense and how he's able to, uh, you know, be effective. And the big question is, is, is where's he going to line up? How is he going to play this season compared to last season? Uh, I mean, I think that you have situational football and, and maybe they choose to move him over against Donovan Smith because they know that there's going to be a weakness there compared to John Taylor. And Taylor's a guy that's been getting 70% of his snaps on an island. Uh, that is a huge deal for this defense, and that's going to be harder against Crosby. The funny thing is, is that if you look back over the past couple of seasons for Kansas City, you've had a guy in uh, Andrew Wiley that's been going up against Max Crosby, and he's been doing okay against Crosby, which is funny because he has struggled against everybody else, but it's because he has <laughs> knowledge of the guy. So yeah. how does that change this year with Taylor? versus Crosby. How does that change going forward? Taylor is obviously a much better tackle. He's been playing a lot better. And until this last week, he's not been getting penalized. Uh, that's going to be something to watch as well. Can he stay away from the false start penalties? Um, lots of different questions. And, and, you know, we talked about Devontae Adams earlier, and, and my question really isn't even Devontae on LJ Sneed. I think that Sneed will, has shown he can slow down guys. It's what do they do with Jacoby Myers? What do they do with Hunter Renfro, how do they use them? I know they have Trent McDuffie. I know that they're going to use McDuffie in lots of different ways, but where are they going to put, who are they going to put in the slot? Because McDuffie has been doing well enough that I think he could probably stick with whoever they put in the slot, but it's going to be the guy on the other side that you're sitting there and looking and going, okay, well, if that's Jacoby Myers, if that's Hunter Renfro, who, you know, how do you attack that? Do you double them to try to take them away? Jacoby Myers is, is, probably really close to a legitimate number one receiver on a lot of teams. He is a very good wide receiver. He's not a Devontae Adams, but he's very good. He could start for a lot of teams. So that's going to be something I'm going to be curious about. How do they attack the Raiders pass offense? Uh, I do think that with pressure, it's probably not going to matter as much, but it does matter if you get a guy on, uh, you know, Jacoby Myers and Jacoby Myers is their first read and he gets open in one and a half seconds. Pass rush isn't going to matter. The guy that scares me the most is, is the guy who's got uh, you know a, a new lease on life with the departure Renfro. of Josh McDaniels. It's Renfro, right? And yeah. and I do think you're going to see McDuffie on there. And quite frankly, in terms of uh, initial route wins, Renfro's got 
the advantage right there. It's going to be about makeup speed and anticipation of the route tree for Trent McDuffie in a guy who can shake everybody loose. Now, it's criminal what they haven't done with Renfro, but this seems like a game that they're going to probably thrust him into action pretty good, trying to attack what they hope is something that they can cut loose. Uh, it's the physicality on the outside for both uh, Myers and Adams that I'm um, – I'm a little bit more comfortable with that, especially with the help that it, I don't think you can afford to double Renfro. You have to go at Adams, but uh, there are other keys and matchups all game. What are they going to be and what do we predict is going to happen? That's coming up right after this. This episode is sponsored by better help. Are you looking for somebody to help you with, you know, Time for the hall time around the holidays is usually one of the times that can be uh, very painful and very lonely for some people. Is that something that you're looking for help for? BetterHelp is a place where you can go and you can get that help. Whether or not you're adding new things positive to your life, or if you're looking for a new job, trying to find something that is going to take you into, into a new year, life can counteract some of those feelings. Therapy can be a bright spot amid all the stress and change, something to look forward to to make you feel grounded and give you the tools to manage everything going on. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash locked on. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on. Keys to this ballgame are going to be dependent on who's in it. As we've said, Crosby will be a decision here, uh, a point that we're going to have to follow up on uh, as we get closer to game time. But a couple of other keys for me is if you are going to protect a young quarterback that you have in Las Vegas, how do you do that? Uh, running the ball is going to be one way that you've done that. Josh Jacobs is not having the most stellar year. He's had success against the Chiefs, and that's why I think it's it's a little bit of a, a point of emphasis that you have to make sure that you cross that off. Just like we talked at the top of the show, you have to prove now after the defeat by the Eagles that you can take care of teams that you should be able to take care of, that you can stop things you're supposed to stop. Josh had, uh, what, 2.8 yards of carry in his last ball game. He is averaging just 3.3 on the season, just two games out of the 11 that they've played. Has he broken four yards per carry? But this is a kind of power thing that if you're a defensive-minded coach, which they have now in Las Vegas, and you want to take it to an ailing offense, one of the good ways to help stop them is to keep the ball out of their hands. I would not be surprised if they try to double down on Josh Jacobs in this particular ballgame. Given that he has a thing for the Chiefs in the first place, that's a critical matchup for me against Drew Tranquil, whoever happens to be out there, whether it's the front or the linebacker level, I'm pretty confident. But it's something they have to pay attention to, they have to practice, and they have to be prepared for. Yeah, they have to keep him, and I think that's one of the big keys of the game. If they can keep him under four yards of carry and keep him closer to three, I think they're going to be in a great spot to win this game. Uh, you know, when you look at just as you specified, looking at, you know, who they're going to have on the, in this game and who they may not have, I would be shocked if Crosby doesn't play. Uh, he didn't – I don't think he missed time in the last game. 
the Raiders have won two of the, out of their last three, although you have to question the level of competition that they faced in the two wins that they had. But um, I do think that this is a team that's going to be ready to play, especially against a divisional rival who has had their number most of the time. Uh, and I agree with you. Uh, you look at Josh Jacobs, he has had Kansas City's number at times, and that's been something that's, that's hurt them in the past. If they can make it one-dimensional and they can try to make it to where O'Connell has to beat them, they're going to be in great shape for this game. Yeah, I, I have to agree. Second point of emphasis, key to this game, is doing what you did against the Eagles. You just got to give your offense a chance to bounce back. On the defensive side, control third down. Last week, uh, the Raiders went four for 14. Eagles didn't do much better, and the Chiefs are in a position that if they can manage that and keep on track of where they were, uh, what was it? Uh, it was three for 11 for the Eagles last week. It sets up your defense to have done its job enough to limit scoring so that the offense can keep up. There's something else that they have to do, and I'm sure you're going to hit it, but uh, if not, I'm going to make fun of everybody involved. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, how about eliminate penalties and eliminate turnovers? Kansas City wins this game going away if they don't make any turnovers, and uh, that's just the reality of the game. If they didn't have those two turnovers, uh, they probably score at least 10 more points. I'm not going to say they score 14, but they score 10 more points, uh, and so we're not talking about a loss. We're talking about Kansas City being – uh, you know, only having two losses going into this game. But the reality is, is that they turn the ball over twice and it cost them points each time. I mean, they turned it over from the 14 yard line every or both times. And you can't do that when you're in the red zone. You can't take points off the board. You just you have to be able to get points regardless. Uh, one of the things I did say in, in the crossover, and I think that it applies for really the season going forward, not just this Raiders game. Reed's got to be more aggressive. And what I mean by that is. I didn't think twice about it when we were when I watched the game the first time, but you get the ball with fourth and I think it was four on the thirty nine yard on their thirty nine yard line in the fourth quarter. You got to go for that. If you're not going to kick the field goal, you have to go for that. You don't yeah. give the ball back to the Eagles. The way the defense had been playing, it's a long field, so more than likely you're going to stop them, or you're going to maybe you're going to force a you know a field goal. But you have to go for it. You have to be aggressive. He has to learn to be more aggressive. And I think that that's a huge thing going forward, especially with the way this offense is playing since it's so hit or miss. If the if the defense is in a position to have, you know, 50 yards to the end zone or more, you be going for it. Unless it's, you know, fourth and eight or fourth and nine. I mean, that's a different situation. But anything fourth and four, fourth and five and in, you got to be willing to go for it if you cross the 50. I understand that. And I understand what everyone out there is thinking right this minute because the biggest offensive key to this game I haven't mentioned yet, and I wanted to save it for last, so don't worry. We're going to address exactly what you guys are thinking right this moment. This goes out. I don't care if you wear a number that starts with an eight or a single digit or uh, starts with a one. I'm trying to think if there's anything else uh, that I need to cover there. Catch the damn ball. That's it. That's what it comes down to. Had you done that, you'd have had a victory over the Eagles. You do that against this team, you will have a victory. Combined with this defense, you will have a victory. So the last key to this game is the wide receivers, the pass catchers in general, do their job and catch the ball. If they, if they get two hands on the ball, they need to catch it. That's what it comes down to. Uh, you cannot have drops like you had the, the other night and expect to win. Uh, especially against good teams. Now, the Raiders, you probably could get away with it for because they're not a good team. Uh, but you don't want to be, continue to have that problem. You need to get that problem fixed before you get to the playoffs because it's a huge issue when you start needing 
to convert. Uh, you know, anytime you're in a third down and you throw a slant over the middle of the field, wide receiver is going to know, have to know as soon as that slant's called, if it's there, he's going to get popped. But you got to catch that ball. You can't let it go through your hands. You absolutely cannot. Um, that brings us to our prediction part. And folks, if you want more of this or any other show, including Q over on the Raiders show, make sure you like, sub, hit the bell here. Get on Spotify, get on Apple, get subbed there as well, and hit the entire Locked On Network. We also have a 24-7 channel right now for you on Locked On Sports. Make sure that you go check that out because you can get every show all the time. Round the clock. I know some of you insomniacs need that, but uh, I believe it's your week to go first. Is that right? I'll take it. That's fine. Uh, Kansas City wins this game. Uh, they're the better team. Um you going into this game and looking at the rest of the schedule, they only have one team that has a winning record on the rest of their schedule. It's the Buffalo Bills. Uh, they should be able to win just about every single game going out, going through the rest of the season. And it needs to start this week. And quite frankly, this game should not be close. The Raiders have won two games against the two New York teams. Both teams are playing very poorly in the Jets and the Giants. Uh, so congratulations on beating them. But, that's not a game. This is not a game that the Chiefs should be particularly close to the Raiders. Uh, I know it's a divisional game, so it's possible it's going to be closer than it should be. But in reality, Kansas City should score 27. Uh, Raiders shouldn't crack 20. Uh, I really do think that it's, you know 13 may be closer to what they are able to get, especially if Spagnuolo has the day that I expect him to. Right, and that's what it comes down to is winning that chess match. And I, for one, feel like the locker room itself and from everything we've heard about what's going on in it, there's no fade here that I'm aware of. I, I think the intensity stays up. I think they come in there. I think they take care of business. And you have to get that taste out of your mouth. There's no better way than stomping a team that, A, you kind of like to stomp on, but, B, you should have the matchup in nearly every pairing on the field. You should have the advantage. In the end, I think they keep the hammer down. I think they are using that uh, that PO'd energy pretty well. I see the Chiefs stomping on 31-14 with a defensive score to just put the icing on the cake and make sure that there's no doubt for the time that they come back later in the season. I don't think there's any other way around it. If they fail to do something like that, that's a bigger issue. It's definitely a bigger issue. So let me ask this. How many points did they score in the second half? Unfortunately, I think that defensive score comes in the second half and they only put up seven. Yeah, that's a problem. And if you want to show that you're going to get right, you need to score 14 or more in the se- in the second half. Agreed. The reality, and I'm not talking defensive scores, I'm talking offensive scores. You need to show the ability to score in the second half. You need to be able to show, and, and the thing that annoys me and pisses me off is, is it's execution for sure. That's part of it. But it's not just execution. It's you're not making adjustments. Like they do so many good things in the first half that they go away from. And yeah. then the defense changes and they don't adjust. Where's that adjustment that Reed has been so good at in the second half? Uh, where's that adjustment on the offensive side? Because it sure hasn't been there. Folks, we'd like to know what your prediction is. Put it in the comments down below. We would very much appreciate it. Hope that you enjoyed your holiday and that you're ready for football. A long weekend. Uh, there's going to be plenty of it. I, for one, hope that you'll check out Locked On Sports today. That is the 24-7 feed. You will see us on there at times. You'll see a lot of other shows on there as well. So make sure you check that out. Uh, we will be back live post game as we always are. That is going to be a lot of fun. Matt Derrick will be with us, and we appreciate you. Make sure you like and sub and hit the bell here. Check out Spotify and Apple and anywhere else that you get a podcast. And for those 
who want to be in the know and have a conversation with us offline, you can get on the text line at 816-357-8781. You guys have a great weekend. We will see you post-game of Chiefs Raiders, the first meeting of the 2023 season. Thanks for spending this time with us, and we'll talk to you then. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.